Well, to our parents, I want to share with you some thoughts on why you have chosen wisely to send your children to Oakdale Academy. It may seem odd, perhaps, to remind you of some of these items, but I feel it integral to what we do to ensure our families not only know the importance of what we do, but the how we do it as well. Now, I'd start, however, by telling you what it does not mean. Classical Christian education at Oakdale Academy is not any of the following. Teaching and learning just in groups. Studying in order to get a high-paying job. Going to school in order to understand one's place in a global society. Going to school to find yourself. Going to school to be accepted to an Ivy League college. Going to school to receive a humanistic worldview. These are not the things that make up classical Christian education at Oakdale Academy. They're the terms, rather, of a progressive agenda in education that has poisoned the well over the past at least 50 plus years. Now, at Oakdale Academy, one finds many different attributes. Teachers and masters uh, that are subject matter experts of their content. They lead their students to learn and search for the good, the true, and the beautiful. Academic disciplines that evoke understanding and a love of truth in students, respect for established and objective values. Ultimately, what we seek to do in classical Christian uh, education at Oakdale is to evoke in students a sense of paideia, a transfer of knowledge from master to student and for us within a biblical worldview. Our definition is this, classical Christian education is a learning process in which teachers disciple students in the appreciation of truth, goodness, and beauty using the Greco-Roman trivium and quadrivium to support a distinctly Christian worldview. This process aims to inspire students to develop a life characterized by intellectual and spiritual pursuits and a sense of wonder. You can hopefully begin to see this as a process that one draws from the past to produce in our students a worldview that is biblically aligned and sets our students the goal to keep not only a sense of wonder, but a determination to appreciate God's creation to the point of moving into a life of service when their formal education is finished. We take to heart at Oakdale what C.S. Lewis shared in The Abolition of Man, that the task of a modern educator is not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. We work to fulfill a mission, to instill character, truth, and wisdom in our students in order to prepare them for a life of service to God, family, community, and country through classical Christian education. Many people may just say that's old-fashioned. Well, here's how it's not exactly just old-fashioned. We have a Christ-centered curriculum. We don't have a Bible class one hour per day. Biblical integration, standing for the truth, takes place in all of our classes, all day, every day. You know, and, and that's such importance because a recent study from the Barna Group suggested that 90% of Christian youth in America, 90% of Christian youth in America have no true idea of what it means to have a biblical worldview. And if they even do know what it means to have a biblical worldview, it's tainted 
by how they are educated and what it is they learn when they go to school for 180 days a year. Well, sadly, even in Christian schools, those who purport to have a biblical worldview, there's a drop because they embrace the popular and dangerous trends of the day. These things should be staggering to us. In one of his many books, Ken Ham argues in Ready to Return that this millennial generation, roughly those in, in their 20s today, believe the following. 72% of them believe God's word is true, but 40% still believe in gay marriage, and another 20% still think that other books besides the Bible are inspired by God. Now, in a school like Oakdale that is focused on a classical Christian approach, there's a genuine understanding that truth, with a capital T, is professed, defended, and accepted. You see, classical Christian educators see classes as vehicles to expound on biblical integration, to pour into their students, and to teach them how to think and how to defend their faith. And it's filled with academically rigorous material. At Oakdale, we do not ascribe to the uh, standards for graduation or the requirements of our state here in Michigan, and that's for a couple of reasons. One, we already exceed the standards, so we won't lower our standards to meet those of the state. And we don't need a government to tell us how to best educate our students using their progressive methods. Students at a classical Christian school are taught about high expectations and are instructed using time-tested methodologies inside a nurturing community. We use the trivium and the quadrivium and work to instill that paideia, that inner transformation, that inner passing of knowledge. In the youngest grades, what we would call the grammar stage, students work on memorization, singing and rhyming to build a foundation. They move to the logic stage, middle school, where they begin to investigate using their wonderfully creative and inquisitive minds, but they're trained and discipled to use logic and reason to discern truth. So that when they get to the rhetoric stage or high school, they learn to develop and present ideas in a persuasive way. We train them to defend their faith well. Ultimately, we seek to build a core of students who are trained in humanities based in great books philosophy, and history. We look to study the good, the true, and the beautiful through Socratic discussion, not groupthink. We provide order and show its expression in maths and sciences. We furnish an appreciation and love for the arts and music while providing a community that extols these seven Christian virtues. You're different at Oakdale Academy. We are returning to the way things should be. What is classical Christian education? It's finding the good, the true, and the beautiful while diligently studying. Why is it so important? Because our students are the future leaders, future teachers, pastors, business leaders, electricians, engineers, husbands, wives, moms, and dads of this world. And we are preparing them for a life of service. We're calling for a revival away from humanistic global education, where the compass needle always seems to point to self. In classical Christian education and at Oakdale Academy specifically, we ensure the compass needle always points to the Lord. Now our success is not measured on literature discussed and read on Latin declensions or recitations performed. 
and is not measured by games won or lost, performances praised, or accolades received. It is measured by students leaving our halls with a choice to make. Will they take our teaching and choose to live a life of service to God, family, community, and country using those principles and ideals we instilled in them while they were here? Character, truth, and wisdom? Because that is our mission, and that is our goal, and that is classical Christian education. Well, I'd like to start with the title for this chapel message, Do Not Fear the Things of the World. Now, I know we are talking this school year about the theme of being a child of God, and, and I do promise to return to that, but I hope you will bear with me on this slight detour on my first chapel Wednesday back with you. I was talking to someone after church recently, and we were saying how much this world seems to be falling apart. And I had a similar conversation with one of our teachers here, and we were remarking in these different conversations how it seems each generation thinks they were never as bad off as they are in their time. And I find myself feeling that in many ways right now about our current times, and I'm sure many of you may as well. I think we could each spend considerable time lamenting, complaining, getting frustrated about what is going on in the world. You know, I've had the unique experience of watching a great deal of what is going on here in the United States from 9,000 miles away over the past few months while on deployment. And that time has helped me determine some of the key and foundational items for myself, my family, and our school here at Oakdale. You know, this time of reflection and prayer has been challenging and hard. For almost a full year, I was pretty much alone and isolated as I worked with others in my deployment status and spoke with my family daily, saw all of you here at Oakdale regularly for my robot, but I was still alone. And then it's not something I really enjoy. For those who know me, I like being around people, interacting with others, enjoying others' company and fellowship. Why do I bring all of that up, you may ask? Well, because as I returned to America, and if you have never been away from her, and if you get the chance to travel, and even if it's just for a couple of days, and you fly in, or you cross a border, and you see that beautiful flag flying, you will know the feeling that I experienced of happiness and joy uh, as I came back to our country. But as I returned to America, I began to see and to wonder what was going on with my beloved country, and what role do I have to play to help her? My answers are clear, and I'm pleased to tell you I've already started on them, but they're not done, and they are things that I will have to pray through and work through for the better part of my life. And firstly, I'm called to be a husband and father and to lead my family. Secondly, I was called to lead Oakdale Academy, to lead a school where each of our students are discipled and taught by wonderful Christian men and women who want to ensure that our students are best prepared for the possibilities that will take place out in this world. I began my talk, though, with the title, Do Not Fear the Things of the World. And I want to take from my verse, Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let me put that in context for you. Joshua is the new leader of the nation of Israel. Moses has just died prior to leading the people across the Jordan River. People have wandered in the desert for 40 years, waiting for all those who rebelled against God to die prior to entering the promised land. 
And Joshua has a huge leader to follow in Moses. We're even told at the end of the book of Deuteronomy that no prophet like Moses has arisen again in Israel. And the book of Joshua thus begins. God gives Joshua a command to go and makes several immediate promises. He tells Joshua, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. And no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. And God promises Joshua, I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. God then gives Joshua several commands he had given to Moses and ends with the verse I began with. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The unspoken part yet is that Joshua needs to lead this band of people to conquer the promised land. They need to defeat all the peoples who lived there and establish themselves as a nation. Daunting task, to say the least. What does it mean to us, though? Let me bring these ideas together. There is much in this world we can fear. Wars, floods, hurricanes, shifts in our culture and government, a moving away from God continually. It is how we react to those things that show much of our true nature that I want to argue. We are commanded by God not to fear, be troubled, or dismayed, and commanded to remember he is with us wherever we go, whatever we do. So I ask you, do you know him? When we talk about being a child of God, does it describe you? Do you have the hope that is included in that command to Joshua, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go? We are reminded in Galatians that because you are sons, God has set forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Because of that, we have no need to fear the arrows of this world or of the devil, for the Lord our God is with us wherever we go.